Miss Five Six Seven Eight Dances Report Podcast. And uh, what up, what up, what up, y'all? This is Miss 5678, and I am logged in and tuned in and ready to speak to the Bo Park. What's up, Bo? How are you? Hello. Bo is um, an amazing choreographer, dancer, creator, innovator, um, and she's a she's based out of New York, but... Um, you know, she travels all over the world. Um, Bo, let let everybody know um, but w- before we get started, like, um, where, where, which, which your nationality? So people know who, you know, where, where they can expect you, you know, to travel to. Well, I'm from South Korea. Okay. I'm from South Korea. I came to New York in 2010 mm-hmm. uh, to, to train dance got it and uh after that after like two three years later i applied the artist visa which made me allowed to work in usa and ever since then i just stayed here i know that's right get it good get it going girl get it going so before we get <laughs> so now you guys have an idea she is you know an an a uh, permanent artist residence uh in uh, New York and travels all over. Um, so before we kick off the entire interview, what I've been doing is a daily mood check-in, like a self-check, um, just for great reasons of, you know, and this is mental health, uh, a mental health awareness week as well. But the main idea for the daily mood check-in is to just mainly check on people's um, mental state, uh, where their mind is, um, you know, so they can release and so they can self-check and keep themselves aware of things uh, that, that are happening within themselves or, or, or just, you know, their, their mood and, and how they feel and make sure they're not holding it in or harboring it in. So the daily mood check-in looks like this. One thing that made you, ma- um, one thing that made you happy and one thing that made you mad, sad, bothered, or indifferent today. And so I'll mm-hmm. kick it off so you can kind of get the idea of how, how it flows. So one thing that made me happy is, obviously, it is the release of Dance Central VR. We, after, you know, how I, I want to say five years, we now have the newest Dance Central out. And I'm excited for people to get to play the game, um, buy the game, experience the new game in a virtual reality uh, sense. Um, I, don't, I, didn't, I don't think anything that made me mad... Um, or or sad, but I, I will say something that made me bothered is Senator Carlson or Carson uh, just evading um, certain questions when they had the um, address, uh, when they were addressing him in Congress. Um, I thought that was pretty weak of him. And uh, I don't think his strongest um, attributes to or contributions to the U.S. is or to people in general is to be in HUD, Department of Housing, um, or any of that, to be even a senator. I think he should just stick with the medical field because he's a genius at what he does in the surgical world. Um, but So that just kind of bothered me that he was evading the conversation or evading the questions that uh, he was being given. But other than that, just pure joy, pure excitement, um, and I'm turning up a little later. So what was one thing, that Bo, that made you happy and uh, one thing that made you mad, sad, bothered, or indifferent today? Um, today, I am happy that I am able to connect with you yes. through this game. Yeah, it's it's crazy because um, actually Arthur, uh, the director of the Harmon- Harmonics, mm-hmm. he contacted me last year uh, through Facebook, and I thought it was something not like a legit thing. <laughs> oh yeah. I was 
I was kind of like, wait, what? So I wasn't sure if I should answer. So I just kept it like, you know, like in a, uh, in a inbox. And then after a few days later, he messaged me on, I think, Instagram. And <laughs> I started, it's, it's either Instagram or like email. Oh, okay. I started like questioning something, something weird. Like, why is he keep messaging? Like, keep contacting me. So I started talking to him. Okay, what, like, like, what kind of project? And he's like, I can't really talk about it because it's, you know, like, I, I, I had to sign the form. Uh, and then I was like, okay. And then he was like, is there any way we can do a phone call, like a meeting? And I was like, sure. And, but then he said, before we have a meeting, we have to like sign this NDA form. So I was like, wait, something weird again. Like I have to like sign uh, the paper, you know? Right. <laughs> so I kept like questioning, like something's weird, something's weird. And then after, I think like two weeks later, after like we finished that form, like, and like had a phone call meeting and he was like the absolutely sweetest person ever. I was like... I feel so bad. That <laughs> I shout out like- to her, uh, shout out to Arthur, man, a- aka Boomy. Anybody, any Dance Central fans listening? Every, if you know Boomy, the the Boombox and Dance Central, the infamous Boombox is Arthur, and um, and Ashi, he's the producer of this project, and he's just incredible, man. And I'm glad you, <laughs> I'm glad you followed through. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad you really like followed through and didn't really think it was a, you know, like a hoax or a joke or something because um he talked to me about you when he was um when he called me to um to come back on to the project and um he was like, "Yeah, I got this dope choreographer that I'm really interested in working um and she's out of New York." So he 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 was really he was set on your style being in this game. Mhm. Mhm. I just like you know, like in dance industry, sometimes like people take advantage of it, you know, like they want to hire dancers with low budget or like it just doesn't make sense. It, like kind of um, things that they're asking. So I was kind of like scared to sign the form, but then it turned out great and I got to I got to meet you, and I, I'm doing this with you. Yeah, so, man. Yeah, that makes me very happy today. Um, and one thing that makes me sad, I guess, um, like, I'm not upset or mad anything like you, but I am a little sad because, unfortunately, my visa situation is not permanent. Mm. So every three years, I have to renew my visa. And this year is the year that I have to renew. Yes. So I have been like preparing my portfolio and all the paperwork and, you know, everything that I need to apply. Yeah. And it's a little like making me sad because I feel like it's so difficult to living my dream. <laughs> yeah. Well, you I know? mean, I'll say this. The the nervous thing about that is, um, you know, having to renew that and prove that you, um, you, your contribution to our art world and our arts is uh, necessary and that you have a stake, you know, in it. And people look to you for, you know, guidance, direction, and, um, the people that are following you in terms of your dance um, network is incredible. And I think that they would, they would, um, and people who need to meet you in the future, you know what I'm saying? And who are inspired, who haven't met you yet, that but know who you are by watching your YouTubes and stuff. Um, I think that it does, it's sort of like, um, takes away from that experience. And like, I think that it, especially if with the state that our government is in right now, um, I think uh, like you are, you are many of people that are kind of concerned about what that looks like at any point in time that that could be denied just because, and, and they won't see their, you know, the, the importance of what you do. 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Like they got new policies on, like um, you know, in renewing your license. If you, if you, any of us who are actually like, dry, you know, any person who has an ID, a government issued ID, passport, or I or, or driver's license or regular state ID, you can't renew that if you have like toll. Um, if you were driving on the, 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 the any of the pikes, any of the tolls, and you have fees. You have any tickets? Mm-hmm. They will not issue you with no sort of identification. So therefore, you can't get a job. You can't um, travel, and that and that means on a bus, train, plane, any of that. So how are people supposed to sort of survive and get live their dream quite like you if that is impossible? You know what I mean? And so right, I, right. I I, I kind of feel you on that, and I feel like I know it's a nerve wracking process. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hope that well, I'll be. It'll be definitely in my prayers that you, um, you know, you get granted, you know, more, you know, and and you get granted more more years, uh, and you get you know passed through without any problems or any difficulties. Um, I know that if you present the idea of you working on a you know Oculus and Harmonix game, they're gonna be like, wait a minute, she's doing like prominent work. She's not just doing like, you know you know, you know, you know, you know, she's not, she's not a small time type of person. She's doing some major work. She's not wasting the time that she's, you know, in the U S she's actually working and doing a lot of great work, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I hope, it, so I hope they see that, you know? So now that we've sort of gotten through our daily moods and, um, we have so much to be grateful for, and the connection between you and I is amazing because we get to work on a game that is worldwide and will touch lives and so forth. Um, mm-hmm. who, for those who don't know you, um, who is Bo Park? How did you become Bo Park? How did you get that name? Who's Bo Park? Um, my my actual full name is Bo Gyeong Park. Mm. And when I first uh, came to New York to train, it is definitely difficult to, um, how can I say, like make make people know about me fast enough because, of course, like I'm foreigner, you know, I just came here, nobody really knows me. And um, I was training and I didn't have, the name that everybody can actually easily remember or like pronounce, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that was actually the beginning of like, what kind of name should I, because, you know, like a lot of foreigners, they make English name when they come to foreign countries. So I was thinking about that, but it was actually not me that thought of my name. Um, my one of my mentors, his name is Neil Schwartz. He's teaching at Broadway Dance Center in New York City. Oh wow! He um, he just called me out in class one day, just out of nowhere. He's like, "Hey, Bo, like, come out!" And I wasn't sure if he was calling me. <laughs> so I was like, "Bo," <laughs> <laughs> but um, basically, he was like, he gave me. Uh, the name of like easily remember people after that everybody knew that who Bo was That's and <laughs> <laughs> it was very easy and I liked it and I was like okay that's it that's an easy name and it's still my name it's part of my name and now I got to build up my name you know like I have to build up this name so that people can remember well I think, I don't know, like in this industry, I feel like it was absolutely difficult to like put my name out there rather than, oh, like, oh, that girl, like she danced for this person or like, oh, that girl, like she was taking this class or like, like she was assisting someone or she was working, but they don't really remember the dancer's name. And it was, to me, it was like a little like, question questioning I, I think because everybody remember who who the singer is everybody remember who the I don't know like teacher is who the choreographer is but they don't really remember who the dancer is right and it was for me like yes they're giving us credit at the end of the day but 
we're not out there. Like, nobody knows me as mm-hmm. Bull Park. Everybody knows me as just one of the dancers from New York City. Right, right. And, um, but I wasn't really, like, planning on building my name or I wasn't really planning on doing anything. More so, there, there was a one point in my life that I was able to completely just be myself, accept who I am, mm-hmm. and start making a decision based on what I believe in and what I want to do rather than what everybody does or what everybody wants me to do. Yeah. That kind of changed my career-wise and, like, my mindset completely changed. And after that, I think people slowly knew me as Bo, not just one of dancers. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I had that type of, um, you know, um, transition and epiphany when, because I would be like out here, Chanel, legend, and that was like a singer name. Um, but I was doing a lot mm-hmm. more dancing uh, than singing. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, after a while, you know, working with different teams um, and just uh, restructuring them and de- developing them and getting them prepared for competitions and stuff. And I would hop around mm-hmm. in different different teams. I was, you know, working with slap bracelets and, you know, um, speechless and, you know, just a bunch of different dance crews in Boston that would ask me to come in and sort of help clean up their competition routine mm-hmm. or performances. And um, it wasn't until, and I, that went on for like maybe a year or two before I started getting on the road and working mm-hmm. with um, a, a, a hairstylist that was like a, you know, a, a, sort of like a big name hairstylist in the hair world. She would hire mm-hmm. the dancers to come out and perform with her at a lot of major um, competitions and shows. And it wasn't until after that that they just started calling me Miss 5678 because most, <laughs> of, <laughs> most of the the teams like that I worked with, especially one of the groups I worked on a lot with Speechless, was every time they would mess up, um, I would start over in the middle of them trying to continue the routine. No. If you mess up, we starting it all the way over. And so I would just start counting. So they would like have their little, um, you know, little smart remarks like, that's Miss 5678, because she keeps starting us all over. <laughs> and it wasn't until after like performing a lot that they just started calling me that. And so it's like re-identifying your, yourself um, and having... One thing I could say about you particularly is um, the the whole entire package, like the way that you execute choreography, the way that your the the way you even your thought process on where choreography goes, and how you put it together, and your look, all is a mysterious and such of an attractive um, you know um, vibration. People vibrate to you and and flock to you because you look. You know, you look so unique and you're dope and you're, you know, you're easy to, um, to learn from, even though your style is intricate and very, um, unique and, and just matter of fact. And, and it's not like folks, when y'all, if y'all ever catch her choreography, it ain't, it ain't easy. It's clean. You know what I mean? Like it's clean, precise, and it, and she she hits certain marks in the music and the musicality that some people don't even think to hit. They you know and um she's just her she her style is just so dope. But the look before she even has to dance, you're drawn to her because of her look too. So I think that that's also if you know just the way you have your hair and all of that plays a big role in your name and it just sort of identifies who you are. You know what I mean? Like some people yeah. could dance and they just look like the next dancer standing next to them. But the minute they do something dramatic, like cut their hair and learn their style that best suits them and they get in that bag, then they start becoming the name. And um, mm-hmm. shout out to uh, Alicia, a.k.a. Lady Ice official. She she said it very clear the other day um, in her interview. She said, um, you become your name. And it's true. It's so true. I never really understood. I kind of like didn't really get that until she said that you become your name, you know. Um, and if that means anything to anybody out there, I know for me. Yeah. You know, I, I become I have become my name. 
And like I, I'll say for you for Bo, like there's no other Bo. <laughs> there's just no <laughs> other Bo Park. There just isn't. I don't care what what YouTube you look at, what studio you go to. <laughs> there's not another Bo. I, I I know that for a fact. <laughs> So, thank you, thank you. So, what is your um? What's your your yeah. what's your your background on your bio, like um your dance background and and what's your you know what's your, where is your we know culturally you're from your South Korean, uh but what's your dance background? What's your dance bio? Um, it will be sound very interesting because <laughs> before I came to New York, um, although I wanted to be a dancer for a very long time, like, I still remember when I was, like, seven, eight years old watching music videos and trying to get that steps and moves, like, like, what do I know, you know? But I was just watching TV and trying to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, because of the culture and the Asian parents stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> they were not really happy with me wanting to be a dancer. Yeah, my so, mother's from the Caribbean. They're the same way. They want you to have an actual um, profession. They don't. Yes. They don't look as dance as a profession. They look at it as a, as a hobby. No. Yeah. So they were basically they were uh, they wanted me to like have a steady job. Yeah. Which like okay, but like that's not really what I wanted. But I didn't have really any choice. I mean, I had a choice, but it's not easy for us to say no to parents like that in my own country I don't know about now but back then Mm -hmm. so I just listened to them I said okay so uh, in high school my parents asked me because they really they knew that I really still want to learn dance but they told me to uh, what about what about you becoming like a PE teacher, like physical education teacher? Like you love exercise. You love doing those things. You you love playing sports. Mm -hmm. Like, why don't you, why don't you go that way? So I said, okay. So in high school, I did a lot of different sports, but my main sports was basketball. (laughs) Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So I was doing that for the whole probably probably yeah the whole like high school three years, and then I got injured right before I get into college, um, where I had to had a I had to have a test to get in college in uh, in front of the professors, mm-hmm. but I wasn't able to execute any of the things because I was injured. Yikes. So I had to change my major completely and go just like random university that I just never really thought of ever in my life. And there I was just completely lost. First year of college, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what I really wanted to do. I just wanted to dance, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure like what I have to do. But Luckily, you know, like every college and every university, they have a little more like a like a club, like a book, book club or, you know, mm-hmm. sing, sing club or like. And uh, in my college, they had a like a music and dance club. Yeah. And uh, my friends, my friends brought me there because they knew that I love dancing so I got to meet a lot of people and I was starting to like kind of enjoying going to school because of that. <laughs> so you were like, if I go get to dance and I'll enjoy school. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, uh, let me just, you know, like, let me just go to school so I can dance with my friends. Um, after that, so I just decided to talk to my parents that, like I have to make a deal with my parents. Yep, yep. I know so that. I, I know like, that all too well, man. <laughs> you have to convince so them. Like, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, if I if I give them a a really really good like plan, mm-hmm. they might 
be able to understand what I actually want to do. So I planned everything of going to do, going to study English mm-hmm. because uh, back then, like it was like so important for us to study English to be uh, so that we can go, we can uh, work. Yeah. Like they hire more people who can speak English. And I told my parents that I will study English and I will change my major to English. Um, if I can do that, would you be able to help me out to go overseas for one year of, I told them learning English, which was not true. <laughs> and then after that, they said, yeah, do whatever. Like, I don't know if you can, because they were kind of like, they were upset about the situation where I got injured and I couldn't go to the college that I wanted to go. Oh, wow. So okay. I I studied and then after that, I changed my major. So I told, I told them, like, see, like, I did it. Like, we made a deal. We made a promise. So you got to help me out just for one year. And they said, okay. And, yeah, after that, I had to choose the school that I want to study. And, silly me, I just picked Broadway Dance Center. (laughs) (laughs) And I told my parents that they teach English, too. (laughs) So my parents were like, okay, but my mom kind of knew what was going on. But I think she really, like, thought of letting me do what I want to do for just one year. Yeah. Because I was not having a great time for, I don't know. Yeah. So after that, I came here. I came here to, like, training. I was in a program for, like, a year and a half, actually, because after I came here, Luckily, my parents were able to visit me for a few days, and they saw me in a dance class the first time ever in in their life. Wow. And they just completely changed their mind because they told me that they've never seen me being happy like that. Oh, wow. Never. So it was like a good, like, good turnout. So after that, I extended my program. So this this program that I did at BDC was a uh, international student visa program, which is you have to take 12 classes a week, mm-hmm. two classes of ballet training is mandatory, and you can choose like your main, um, what is it called? Uh, your main, your major? Yes. Um, so I chose the hip hop, hey. and besides that, I had to take three other, two, three other classes that are not hip hop. So I start taking a bunch of different styles, and yeah, that's how I start training. Like I was scared and stressed because I feel like I was too late to start. Oh no, man! But. Yes, it was. It was never too late. No, I was just so happy. Right, I was so happy. Don't <laughs> ever, don't yeah. you guys, don't ever think like that. Like I'm glad you had a re, you know, you had a rethink that. Um, it's not ever too late for you to pursue a dream, a goal, or a purpose. You yes. know what I mean? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. What's been your biggest influence? Uh, my biggest influence. Would be like as a dancer. Yeah, like you know, if 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 it's what or who, who's been your biggest influence? Mm, I would say like my mentors, mm-hmm. my mentors or the people that I've worked with. That's amazing. Um, and because what's one of your mentors again? Um, the one that I was mentioned before, his mm-hmm. name is Neil Schwartz. Shout out and, to Neil Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when I came here for like a, a almost, yeah, entire the program 
entire program, I was taking Luam away. Oh, she's amazing. And she helped me out. Yeah, she helped me out grow so much. She's, yeah. She's, a lot of the dancers I know have worked with her or trained with her or danced with her. Marcos, uh, the other choreographer for the, the video game, Shout out to Marcos Aguirre. Um, he is he tr- he actually used to dance with her in New York as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, she's, she's like she's, she's such a she's dope to watch as well. Awesome, yeah. She she was like helping me a lot. She helped me a lot to understand this industry. She helped me a lot to like understand myself mm. so that I can grow. Um, and then after that, I got I got a chance to work with. Kioni and Mari two years ago. Mm -hmm. And that was just like life changing. They just opened my eyes with like completely different perspective, different style, different um, vision. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like those people were like the people who influenced me a lot in my dance career, I think. What's your special your specialty in technique? What's your specialty that you that you gravitate the most? Technique. Both as a dancer wow. and both as a teacher, as a choreographer. What's your specialty? Mm, I would say it's difficult to say it because I feel like I'm still like figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Like I started teaching and now like I'm choreographing a lot and I'm, I'm loving it. And I'm also loving being on stage. Yep. I'm also loving like performing. Yep. <laughs> but, but, but for now I am still focusing on like, um, teaching because it, it, it makes my day. It makes yeah. my day watching people do my stuff and be happy and live, live the classroom. Like, it just, yeah, it just makes me very happy. But I am so excited for what's going to happen for, like, this year, next year. What do you like, knows, what do you you like teaching? What's the special um, technique? What's the technique that you like teaching the most? Um, I, I teach choreography. Yeah. Rather than just the fundamentals, mm-hmm. uh, one style. Yeah. But I don't like to have same style every single classes, so I kind of like switch up like song and switch up styles a lot. And what styles do you usually um, switch up? Mm, I would say like one day I would do like street jazz. Okay. And then the other day I would do like more like hip hop. Style, but or, or the other day I would do like a new style that's coming up now where a lot of people love and a lot of people start doing. Um, which you mentioned the intricate clean is that style. A con- that's more of the contemporary, right? Um, I guess we could say that because I don't I don't really like understand how to, like, put the name on it, Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's all mixed up with, like, every different dance style. Mm. It looks like contemporary, but it sometimes looks like hip-hop because they put, like, a lot of fundamental techniques. Yeah, there's a lot of hard hits in it. Yes, or, like, sometimes sometimes people put, like, um, a tap dance footwork. Oh, or yeah. you know, like yeah. it's it's interesting to watch it. I think that's why people like it, but it's difficult to name it. Well, I mean, then you would call really, then I would yeah. call that commercial, no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. More, we more we commercial. say that we say commercial, where we say urban dance. Mm-hmm. There are there are a lot of different names, but yeah. What's your favorite part of the business? <laughs> Because now it's a business. You're being hired to choreograph. You're being flown to different places to choreograph and to teach. So what part of it? Is it the money? Is it the, you know, the gigs? Is it the the creative part of it? Is it the stage? Is it, you know, the, um, you know, traveling? What part of it, of the business do you like? 
Um, <laughs> well, for traveling, is that I got to meet like completely different people and got to dance with them. Mm-hmm. That's like the main thing that I love. Uh, and also, like, I got to like look around like a new country for free. That's exactly. They, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's amazing. Um, and when I get to choreograph or when I get to stage staging some stuff, it's. I think I think the best thing is that I can make my vision come true. That's, yeah. That's that the feelings of it is very, like strong and powerful. So watching like and the creative, it, so watching your creative um, part come to fruition. Yeah. Wow. Um, what's your favorite place to be? Is it the stage? Uh-huh. Is it is it during you know your rehearsals? Is it your shows? Is it you know the the, the studios and teaching? You know, what's your favorite place to be? Teaching. Yeah. yeah. Now we're teaching, but I also love like in rehearsal, mm-hmm. like when I'm being uh, when I'm in like a audience position and watch my stuff. Like people, people in rehearsal, they're doing my they're doing my stuff and they're bringing my vision in life, and I'm watching it as an audience, like. That's also like the best feeling. I feel like I favorite place to be, to just enjoy what I made. That's the that's the cool thing too is like being able to, um, you know, watch students evolve based on your direction and your guidance. Um, mm-hmm. What about what when you were creating, um, you know, the, doing the motion capture and, and creating choreography for the video game? Was that different? a different process than what you would do for a competition and like how was that creative process? How was it that was e- first how was different. that experience and then how was that creative process? It was absolutely different experience and and being honest, very difficult. Yeah. Because there was a lot of restriction mm-hmm. and that's like that makes it everything difficult, you know. Like you can't jump, you can't do this, you can't like lift your arms up too high, like you can't move too fast. Like, and I think I learned that, like I learned how to give up on what I want to do. Like I, I have to make this. I have to do this. I want to put that in. I wanna, I wanna hit. I wanna hit this part. I wanna put this incredible movement that I think it's good for this song, but I had to give up. Mm-hmm. But I think that the compromise was crazy. Learn, what, what I needed to learn, like for other in the future, for my other jobs, other choreographing jobs, or mm-hmm. like when I'm staging something, sometimes I cannot put everything that I want to put. Yeah. But that doesn't mean like it's going to come out bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, there was like an interesting, very interesting experience because they said make it super basic and beginner, and I I realized that that's like the hardest. <laughs> I know. Beginner, basic beginner choreographing is the hardest. So shout out to all the basic beginner teachers out there. Mm-hmm. Seriously who's like making those choreography every week and teach basic beginner people to understand their body, understand like their muscles, like understand their like um, weight transition changes. Like it's so difficult to teach. Yeah. You know? I agree. So yeah, it was like difficult, stressful, but also fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, have you, have you, I've played some of your songs uh, when I was testing the game out. I was working so I did after we did the choreography sec- portion of it. I went back and worked in the the quality assurance department. Shout out to Nate. Shout out to Dan, um, and shout out to Twyla Man and everybody who's on the QA team for harmonics. Um, mm-hmm. And 
I was just like stunned at your choreo and how clean it is. It it, it reminded me of AJ, who is Akuman, who works with um, Usher. You know. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, so he he I mean, literally. I know him, but I don't know know him. Know him, but <laughs> he's amazing. He he actually shouted us out. You know, in in the comments on I posted up that the game released yesterday, and he was like, "This is so awesome!" Like, I want him to see the game so he could see, um, you know, how much different that it's evolved into on the virtual reality side because, you know, people think it's it's such a big difference in the game. It's not a big difference. It's actually better. Uh, because you get to experience it in a, in a new way, in a different way. And, um, yeah. you know, and it's, it's just, it's so dope watching how everybody's creative process was different from yours when I was, um, you know, testing out you guys' songs. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, another person who really wanted, that really trained under Akumon, AJ, was, was right, one of his right hands is Mark Marvelous. And he's like, yo, I want to I choreograph for the game, too. And I'm like, they did it so different this this time around. They they only really chose three or four choreographers where before we had eight of us. So, you know, um, we had uh, we had AJ from Usher. We had Frenchie. We had Ricardo, Devin, Spikey, Tori Nelson. I'm sure you have you met Tori Nelson in Kunle? Yes. Yeah. So the both of them was on the on you know the one of the choreographers for the games for for Dance Central. Um, for the Dance Central on Xbox. So uh, even the fans oh, are like sweet. sort of, they're like kind of, you know, um, not sure. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I mean, I was amazed at where harmonics went with it in terms of the features in the game. So mm-hmm. I can't wait for people to see the features. I cannot wait for people to see Bo's choreography because she's, you think she's dope in person. Wait till you play her, play her on a, in virtual reality, okay? She is so dope. What's your um? What do you have up and coming? Up and coming. Yeah. For now. Um. Can we go to BDC I, and take your class? Yes, I am teaching pretty much every day. <laughs> I teach <laughs> at three different studios, uh, parents, uh, and BDC sometimes, and call for them. Uh-huh. Uh, it's all in the city. I teach Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, also, I'm war- I'm, I have my own company named Shinsa. Hey, I seen um, that. I seen yeah. that on your on your Instagram. Um, I was like, yo, shout out to you guys for winning elements, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Got first place. First it place. A lot. Are you, um, are you, uh, do you have any, um, uh, footage that you're going to be putting up from you guys? Are you guys traveling, like, as a group? Um, oh, well, hopefully one day. <laughs> hopefully one day. But I think the first thing that we, uh, not the first thing, but, like, we are, we are actually planning on showcasing, um, at Paradise Gala in June and Bati Rock. We are collaborating with two different teams and just having a pre-showcasing at the Body Rock competition in L.A. Dope. End of June. So, I mean, if, if we this, this episode will probably come out after June. Um, I'm hoping that we can catch you, you know, in the summer. So when do you, when do you have to uh, sort of, when do you know when your, uh, you know, your, your visa is sort of... Um, uh, renewing itself. Do we, do we have, do we at least have this summer with you? Um, my, my current visa will be expired in August. So I'm going to make sure that I will be able to get this, uh, new visa before that. Good. Cause that so means, that means your audience and your fans can play, you know, come take class with you, come check you out at shows before August. Yes. And after August, I'm speaking it to existence. You already have the visa. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? I got to speak that directly into existence because we definitely, you know, your contribution to the dance community is is major. And I think, um, you know, I definitely think that people um, need to, you know, take class and and train with you. 
and uh, Keenan Cooks, he he's like he's always posting you up in his some a lot of the times when I yeah. see. I'm like, what? Hold up, boy. That's that's Bo. And he didn't even know that you were designing the game. I told him I was because I interviewed him before too. Shout out to Keenan Cooks. Um, that's my homie from back in the day, man. And um, just to see where he's at now, and this is how you know that it's 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 an amazing alignment because you guys are crossing creative paths, meaning like. You guys are featured in each other's choreo, which I love that. Yes, yes, yes. What's been some um, of your What's been some of your struggles in the industry in in dance? Struggles. I think making keep making a new content. Yeah, that's like a struggle. I think people seek for new. People seek for a different thing every day. And they get easy to tired of it. They get easy to uh, feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And same as me too. I I sometimes feel very lazy, or I feel too comfortable to make some stuff. And that's the time that I don't think like I, that's the time I make my choreo without my like feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. More so, like just steps one to three. Yeah, and I think that's the hardest. Like, because because I have to teach every week, and making a new content, and make sure that I like it, make sure that people enjoy it. I think that's very very like struggle to me sometimes. That's tough too, because you know you're not ever not everybody's always gonna like what you do or you know and you're not gonna always um want to do the same thing so when you switch it up on someone who's used to you doing something uh relatively in the same box you know it's it's hard for people to to accept change or where in this case um the internet is always moving so on instagram youtube and all those worlds people are always looking for what's next what's new what's new what's next they're always they're not patient enough to sort of see peace people evolve, you know, they, yeah. but they definitely want to see the process, but they wanted it to be sped up, you know? Yeah. Um, where, where can we find you, um, you know, on social media? Uh, what are your social networks? Um, mostly Instagram. Like I pretty much post everything about my work on Instagram and I have my own YouTube what what how do you spell it so we all know we can go look and um and watch and and then be inspired um for my instagram account you can search bull park and put k one more so b o p a r k k hey that's my instagram account and my youtube channel if you just search bull park for Bessie on youtube you'll be able to find it. Awesome. And um, I have two last questions for you. Yep. One is, are you doing what you love? What did you say? Uh, are you doing what you love? Oh, yes, of course. Because we can tell when you get first place and you also travel, you know, to, you know, Eastern Eastern Asia, traveling all over the world, doing what you do, and being able to be in one of the best studios in New York, uh, teaching and choreographing and learning and performing, all that stuff. So I can tell that you're doing what you love. Um, the last question I have for you is, what's your message to everyone? That your lasting, a long-lasting message that you want to leave with, with folks? Um... The last message that I want to say is do what makes you happy. I know that's right. Do what makes you happy no matter what. Like, at the end of the day, money isn't everything. What other people think, judgments are not really important. I think whatever that makes you happy is the best, best thing that you can do. And it's never too late. Ooh, I love it. I love it. See, this is why I wish you were going to be here at, today at the party for harmonics, man. Ah, uh, cuz then we get to I get to like see you and hang with you for a bit. 
I hope you get to come to to, to Boston. I've, I've already missed like so many people's classes because I'm always working. I'm always either mm-hmm. teaching or at a rehearsal or working with an artist. So, yeah. you know, I'm always just all over the place. And I'm trying to get to New York a lot more um, this summer. And I'm hoping that we can up. catch you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I want to try to get my daughter to your, one of your classes just to even watch you. Because she's like, <laughs> I like her, mommy. <laughs> so, yeah, man. You know, and I can't wait for you Dance Central fans to play Bo Park's choreography. She's got some, well, we, I think we, we, between the two of us, we got like at least 15 to 17 songs each uh, on the catalog. Yeah. So I hope you guys yeah. get to play the game. It's on the Oculus uh, Rift and Oculus Quest. So it's the Oculus Goggles. So go to um, Instagram and check out Oculus so you can see what they have. Um, go to Harmonix Games so you can check out the new Dance Central. Go to the YouTube for Harmonix Games. Um, Harmonix Music Systems has a YouTube, and you can catch all the new trailers for Dance Central on VR. And most importantly, you are rocking with Bo Park and Miss 5678. Check out Bo Park on Instagram and YouTube to check out all the latest and updated things that she has going on in her classes. And of course... You can catch some of her information on the Dancers Report because I'm going to sure promote her for sure. And, um, you know, signing off, man, it's never too late. And also do what you love. And do what makes you happy. That's what Miss Bo said. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome, Bo. You rock, man. I, I can't wait to see what more you do. Um, keep doing what you do and you're inspiring us all. Um, and I, I do have to say this last message that you said was, um, it's not too late and as well as, um, do what you love, you know, and, and do what makes you happy. Um, it's not about the money. Um, I definitely needed that today cause you know, more so than ever, you know, when you leave, I d- decided to leave corporate America, um, and corporate jobs to pursue my purpose, p- to pursue my dream. And, um, some days it's not easy. You know what I mean? It's some days people think, oh, you're doing, you get to plan and do whatever you want with your time in your day. But you also have to not waste time in the day, too, when it comes to making money and to survive and to be able to provide and all those things. And um, I'm, I'm just grateful that I have, a, you know, faith and, and, um, and that I, I'm doing what I love. So I needed that reassurance and that that uh, that last line. So thank you, you know, and I, I hope to see you soon. Yes, yes, me too. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being on the Dancers Report, and I'll catch up with you. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome, doll. Bye. Bye. Six, seven, eight, Dances Report Podcast.